maintained by bureaucratic processes. Really good. Really good. That's right. They are constrained by those processes. Turns out that the one impression I can reliably do is Nicholas Sturgeon. And you know what? You can reliably do it. What am I going to use it for? Fair play to Phoebe Roy, a woman who can reliably do um, Nicholas Sturgeon. That's right, I can, Milo. Yeah. Hello and (laughs) welcome to yet another episode of Masters of Adam, a podcast which is allegedly about Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Nicholas Sturgeon. Hello. That's right. That is all the lassie ever says. Um, and uh, this week we are joined by a very special guest, returning champion, uh, Olga Koch. Whoop. How you doing? What the fuck is up? Is this the sponge worthy episode? No. But do they mention a sponge? Yes, they do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the main thing. We love it when a sponge. Can I on my foot? It's a Russian superstition. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's fun for the that's fun for the listener, I think. <laughs> what uh, was the Russian superstition? I love superstitions. Tell me um, superstitions. If you step on my foot, I have to step on yours. Otherwise, we're going to have a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and um, we can't have that. No. no, we can't. Not on this podcast. <laughs> no. I actually have a fun story about that, which is, um, I don't think, I mean, Olga's definitely met him, but I don't know if you have uh, my friend Anton, um, no. who comes to the fringe every year, but who is ex- an extremely Russian man. Um and he's he has like a very like uh he's like extremely old fashioned gentleman kind of Russian is kind of his vibe and we but he doesn't speak English very well. So he beats his wife. <laughs> but in a friendly way. Okay. Um, in a gentlemanly like so, way. Yeah. And so we were uh, we were in a queue or we were trying to get into like a venue like a, a small one of these small venues. Like in a gentleman spy. Yeah. Like Sean Connery. <laughs> and uh, there were people trying to get out at the same time. And in the course of which Anton accidentally stepped on this like quite petite English woman's foot. And then and then he go he like stands up to her and he goes, Step my foot, please. And then she's like, what? to her, just like big Russian man is going like, <laughs> and he's like, and then she's like, she's like, no, 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 back away. He's like, step my foot. Um, and then, and then I had to like intervene because she's so terrified. I'm like, no, no, it's like a Russian tradition. He just wants you to step on his foot as well because yeah. it's like a because he stepped on your foot. And then she's like, I don't want to step on his foot. And it's like, it's okay, you don't have to step on his foot. Is this the same guy who says that his girlfriend is not allowed? In a room with men in it after two a.m. because oh, then that's no. cheating. No, 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 no. Okay, no. That <laughs> one sounds matter. like a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I cheat on my husband at nine a.m. That's right. <laughs> that's when they least cheat. expect. That's when the milkman comes. <laughs> that's the Russian cheating hours. Immediately <laughs> <laughs> after I fuck the binman. <laughs> it's one fifty nine. Remember when the binman were hard? Yeah, that's right. Very hard. Ao. Ao. That is right. Um. Uh yeah no different guy. So we tricked Olga into coming back on because we promised her a particular episode which is coming up quite a lot later on. Yeah. Uh, but why wait that long for keeping more? Keeping me warm. Mm. <laughs> but we uh, sprinkled some of her favourite treats on the floor of the studio, and so she is here early. Mm. Olga, yeah, the welcome. floor of the studio is covered in nineteen-year-old boys. <laughs> uh. Asses up. Mm. <laughs> and faces down, crucially. Uh, Much like um, otherwise, Catherine Zeta just... Jones in Entrapment. Yes, that's right. Mm. Uh, what, what, a reference. <laughs> what a reference. Okay, I this week I watched, apart from this episode of Seinfeld, I mm. watched Catherine Zeta Jones's What I Eat in a Day. Uh, which is my favorite YouTube series, which right, is just okay. celebrities talking about how much they like fish and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, what a what I a love nutty fish and also woman. nothing. 
What? 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 She's a nutty, nutty little woman. Is oh, okay. she? And I loved it. Mm. What does she eat in a day? It's one of those things where you know when celebrities say the most. Mm-hmm banal things but they'll say them as if like they're saying the most interesting thing in the world yeah be like mm. you know what i like putting in my salads <laughs> cucumbers what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just one of those people yeah, yeah, I, get yeah, yeah. The, I get in the door and i just really like to have a cup of tea <laughs> you, you oh you psycho rebel mm. this is this is real fucking marianne faithful in the mars bar stuff that's what this is there was that rumor about Catherine zeta jones that she was importing uh like cylinders of air from wales so that her, the inside of her like la mansion would smell like wales i love that also yeah. do you remember that michael douglas blamed his cancer on going down on her yeah oh we remember <laughs> we, pepperidge farm remembers <laughs> we've yeah. just recorded an episode of uh, monthly movie corner about entrapment and we spent about half an hour talking about precisely about <laughs> about michael douglas's throat cancer and Catherine Zeta jones's radioactive pussy yeah and yeah it's like it's like chernobyl <laughs> reactor four in there um, oh, and, and as friend of the show, Andrew Law said on that episode, Michael Douglas later denied saying that, which is the most yeah. Chad move of all. Just like, no, I never no. said that. I don't eat pussy. I didn't say that. I don't eat pussy. I'm Michael Douglas. <laughs> I've never eaten pussy in my life, actually. I, I would invite the president. <laughs> I thought that was just a really bad ad- Michael Douglas. <laughs> to admit. It's me, Michael Douglas. He often eats the pussy. <laughs> I would encourage that. <laughs> mm. I think what we need is a more egalitarian balance of pussy eating between Westminster and Holyrood. <laughs> I'm not going to do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were leaving space for you there. Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate hold, it. Hold space in your heart for, for Olga doing her Nicola Sturgeon impression, which yeah. by the time she's next on the show, she'll have it perfected for us, yeah. and that's something yeah, to look for forward the to. the episode. Exactly. That's where they meet Nicola Sturgeon. <laughs> Uh, I would encourage our friends in the EU to consider whether or not they are sponge worthy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the procurement of sponges across Europe is it's in disarray. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Are we talking about the episode? We are. Yeah, we we are. I mean, as much as we ever do on this show, which is not very much. Um, So the episode that we are allegedly discussing this week is uh, season three, episode 11. If you're watching along at home, if you're like, oh boy, I wouldn't want to miss out on any of the references in Masters of Our Domain. Better watch every episode of Seinfeld in concert with the podcast than welcome. It's a co-viewing experience. Yeah, that's right. This yeah. is actually director's commentary. <laughs> and the fact that it's like over like 300% longer than the episode of the show you're watching is neither here nor there. So yeah, so you uh, watch it at uh, slow in slow-mo. Mm. That's right. Yeah. At 3x less the yeah. speed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, right. it's, and then this layer like, is perfectly it's very on. weird. Like the bits, like the bits, like become very kind of like Lynchian. Like what Wait, in this no. episode, he didn't do stand up, did he? When did he do stand up? He does. Sta- he does, oh, no. sta- does, he? does there, there are three, three, three bits. bits in this well, episode. They just made it cut out. In, maybe the version you watched, they were cut out. Maybe. Because you watched it on Channel 4, right? Yeah. So maybe they oh, cut that's, out the bits. That's really Lynchian. Mm. What's the deal with them cutting out the bits? Too spicy for you, Channel 4? Can't say anything on TV these days. Um, yeah, the episode's called The Alternate Side. It is. Uh, which, 
I understand why it's called that, but it's not really alluded to why it's called that in the in the episode. You just need to understand about how yes, American is. street parking works. Yeah. What I don't understand. What do you mean? Well, as in normally I would say that I would say most Seinfeld episodes so far have had a much more obvious title. Uh-huh. This one you have to do some some mental work to understand why it's called that. Sure. But it it does explain, I think, quite comprehensively in the episode. No, but it doesn't explain exactly. Like, I happen to know that in America they have this bizarre system where, like, they have street sweeping some days. So if you have your car parked on the street, you have to move it to the other side of the street so as not to get a ticket when the street sweeper comes. But they don't actually explain that in the episode. They do explain that there's a guy who's moving people's cars for them so they don't get a ticket, but they but don't if really... If they're doing it for an American audience, they assume that they, they know. It's the same as yeah. if like there was a I baseball guess. episode and you're like, but what if someone's watching from <laughs> a country <laughs> where they don't know about baseball? Like, what, what if the... they're watching from the Netherlands? What the hell? <laughs> this is just honkball. Why are they calling it baseball? Where's Dirk Van Beer? <laughs> Why are you spending all this money going to see a game of rounders? <laughs> That's right. Man, baseball's a boring sport. I've, I've never seen it. It's up there with it. cricket in, in boringness level. It's really long. I feel like that there shouldn't be any sport that allows you to pause and have like a kind of proper sized dinner while you are technically mm. still playing. I think if, you're, <laughs> if you can do that, then you're not playing a sport. I saw an interview with three. Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. I saw an interview with <laughs> Phil <laughs> Tufnell where he said that he used to quite often have like several pints before playing for England at cricket. Good for him. Yeah. As a girl who was deep, deep, elbow deep in pick me culture at university, I mm. went to a many a New York Yankee game with uh, with boys I, I was trying to impress. <laughs> I played for the New York Yankees. I pick me my way into the New York Yankees. <laughs> Jumping up and down on the bench. Coach. Not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I'm like a man who plays for the New York Yankees. I'm a very successful baseball I'm player. I'm real Babe Ruth. <laughs> it's like a whole airbud situation. Where I was like, well, there's nothing in the rules to say a girl can't play for the New York Yankees. Uh, and what is what I will never forget from one of the Yankee games. And I, the thing is, now that I tell you, I there is a high, there's a very high chance I imagined this. <laughs> they had so many corporate sponsors throughout the game. They had so many bizarre things that they were like the mm. official ex of the New York Yankees. That I remember mm. one of the things was the official corn of the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that. That's what I feed my birds. My birds are Yankee fans. <laughs> I yeah. thought you meant like the girls who play for the New York Yankees because there's no rules against it. There's only no one girl, r- and no, it was me. No mm. rules against having birds on the team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the English geezer who runs the New York Yankees. Nothing against birds. I can't remember. Put a fake moustache on them to get around yeah. the rules. I can't remember who it was, but somebody I know called the Women's Football World Cup the Treacle World Cup, and I thought this was absolutely delightful. The Treacle World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> treacle tart. Just means girls. Yeah. Does treacle mean girls? Yeah. Well, because tarts is, yeah. So. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but it's like, it's not, it's like, it's nicer than, say, than saying tarts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She's a nice little treacle, isn't she? Crumpet World Cup. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's posher, isn't it? Is it? Crumpet? Yeah. Everyone in my family says crumpet and they're all cockneys. I don't know. Maybe that maybe horseshoe theory is real then. I don't maybe. know, what, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Know. Maybe it's like the name Amber is either very, very posh or very, very not posh. Mm. 
Perhaps, yeah. Maybe. Could work. Maybe. Class analysis with Phoebe and Milo. Let's get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex with your cousin. Again. <laughs> 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 Something no. Milo definitely does not do. No, no, I do legally. I do, and also <laughs> in, in reality, <laughs> legally, and legally, in reality. and also in reality. I don't know why I'm doing a weird voice to say this. I just genuinely do not. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, first of all, all of my cousins are male. <laughs> oh, homophobia is it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only reason. That's the, the only reason I the, don't do incest is because it's gay. In Pride Month, how dare <laughs> you come on this show? <laughs> and say that you won't fuck your male cousins. It's disgusting. It disgusting. I'm ashamed to call you my co-host. Okay, so we start with a bit. Cousins <laughs> of pride discourse. <laughs> we start. We start with uh, a bit. Yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. Jerry's talking about car alarms. He's go- once again. Jerry is going <laughs> off on a subject that is like Jerry. No one cares. It's not even that no one cares. It's that. Mm. His suggestion, like, because this is another ra- this is yet another round of of Jerry's customer service suggestions. Like, this is yeah. Jerry's suggestion box. This is not a piece of stand up. Yeah. Not not in any appreciable sense of the term. <laughs> He's like, why car alarms so hysterical? His complaint is that car alarms are too loud and they should sound like someone clearing their throat. It's mm. like Jerry, the whole point of a car alarm is that it is loud and it attracts your attention. It mm. is a of all the complaints to level at car alarms, this is a really, really strange one. Because the good bit to do about car alarms would be about how they're really loud and still no one cares. Yeah. That like car alarm goes off and everyone goes, huh, that's annoying. Oh, I'm, yeah. to, I'm to continue with God, my day. That's, yeah, that's really irritating. I wish someone would turn that off. No yeah. one ever thinks I should try and prevent that car being stolen in some way. Yeah, that's right. Car owners should learn the sound of their car alarm like a baby's cry. He does say that in the episode. He says, I'm not attuned to it like it's my son, which in a way mm. is a much better bit. And that's what and he should I really have, hope yeah. he's listening to this for feedback. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Listen, mate, you want to be a big deal in the comedy game. You better buck your ideas up, mate. Look, we've got some feedback. You expect this show to we've take got, off. We've got some, you know, an exclusive workshop opportunity. <laughs> With none other than famous in Russia comedian Milo Edwards. And first of all, Jerry, <laughs> let me start out by saying this is not pyramid selling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we cut to Jerry's uh, apartment where we immediately learn that the bit about Carl Arms was very topical, almost as though this show was deliberately written as a script rather than completely improvised, um, as Jerry's car has been stolen. Wait, what? Script? No, I don't think so. Writing stuff down. Who for? Other blokes. No. <laughs> so other blokes can read them. So your cousin can have a look. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to have sex with your cousin again <laughs> by writing a, a hit sitcom in the 90s so that your cousin will grow up with as it a, as a beloved. As a, as a love letter to your cousin. <laughs> All about how Jerry loves his cousin. That's the main point of the show. Um, That's the and- plot of My Cousin Vinny. And they're all like, they're debating what to do about the fact that his car's been stolen. Of, of which, of course, the answer is nothing. You, you call the police and the police go, yeah, okay. And then nothing happens. Um, One of my friends had his car stolen literally from outside his house by people who broke into his house, like, properly, properly, like, attacked him, stole all his stuff and his car keys and mm. drove off with his car. And yeah. the police still, despite the fact that these people were known to the police, the police somehow managed to mess it up to the extent that they did not get charged for, for stealing the car. Mm. He got the car back 
and they still managed not to charge them for stealing the car. Wow. Yeah. It was, a, it was horrible, actually. It was a terrible situation. Yeah. He's very traumatised by it. The police there doing praxis by simply refusing to <laughs> simply do their refusing, job. Simply yeah. refusing to arrest anyone. The, hmm. pol- the police actually are the biggest abolitionists of them all because they simply will not charge any criminals for any crime. <laughs> Phoning up the police and being like, I'm being murdered. And they're like, sorry, mate, it's the new ACAB rules they've brought in. You know We're not what? allowed to arrest criminals anymore. Man, uh, I feel it's... like this is a carceral thinking that you're engaging in. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I think there are actually better uh, you know, social and community solutions to the fact that you're being murdered that you could currently be making use of. An a- and maybe by calling the police, you're part of the problem. An ACAB cop is a funny bit. Yeah. That's a good bit. There we go. There we go. That's what the PC in Police Constable stands <laughs> for. <laughs> police Constable's gone mad. <laughs> there was like wet t-shirts. <laughs> um, anyway, right. Did you know until quite recently, like surprisingly recently, definitely when I was, still, when I was like a child... Uh, if you were a female police officer, you were called a WPC. You were literally called a woman police constable, yeah. which I think is very funny. Women posting their WPCs. That's right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, so then they decide that a good thing to do would be, Jerry's like, I'm going to call the car phone service and cancel my subscription, which is like the funniest possible thing to immediately do when you notice your car's missile. Well, I don't want to make free calls. Also love how 90s that is. Yeah. I have a car phone. Oh, car phone was such a status symbol back in the day. I know. I'd love a car phone now. I have never understood how a car phone works. You just have like a big transmitter in your car. It was like a cell phone, but it was too big to carry. Uh, So you you have to buy a car in in order to to move it around. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. I didn't need a car until I got this car phone. Cars were invented as the original phone case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a phone. You've got a phone, then you've got a phone car. <laughs> your car until your phone goes in. Yeah. I decided car phone just sounded snappier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my dad used to have a car phone. Really? Yeah. Uh, my dad was basically um, like the trigger happy TV guy. Like, that, was his, that was his vibe. Do you know that he went to school with Osama bin Laden? Yes. Car phone? Yeah. <laughs> Who? No, Dom Jolly. Uh, Dom Jolly from, from Trigger, Trigger Happy, Happy TV. TV. Yeah, he went to school in Trigger Happy TV? Oh, it was a comedy show in the 90s where a guy yeah. would yell into a big phone. Yeah. That sounds real funny. <laughs> <laughs> have you ne- have you never have you never seen this? Like he like he's like in a running like, bit where he'll be like on a train and he'll events. be carrying like a comically large phone like 3 feet wide and he'll be going like, "Yeah, I'm on a train." Like, and, that yeah. sounds really funny. And it would do the and it would do the, and it would do the Nokia ringtone, and then he would bring out this big big phone and say, "Hello!" Oh, that's that's amazing. That sounds really good. He also challenged someone I know to a fight and then backed out of it at the last minute. Who Dom Jolly? Yeah. What? <laughs> what was the fight over? I can't remember. Challenging Wait, and he went someone to, school to a with fight makes it, went to makes it sound like there wasn't an, an altercation, but like rather. No, I mean, like, like, like a, uh, he threw down a glove. Beef, beefy words were exchanged online. Beefy words. <laughs> yeah. And then it was sort of like, all right, oh yeah, come say that to my face, dear. Will you? Will you? Will you? And mm. then it was all like, it was like arranged, like because this guy was a journalist. So like the, like, the place they worked for was just like, all right, yeah, we'll set this up. 
We'll like set up a lunch between you and you and Jolly. See a lunch fight. <laughs> yeah, a lunch like, fight. We're gonna have, we're gonna eat. Sophist- we're gonna eat first because we're not barbarians. It's the sophisticated gentleman's fight. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a kind of like you know a frank exchange of, of views, and then yeah, and he and like alive. and he backed out of it at the last at the last minute. Um, sorry, sorry, I'm not eating lunch anymore. Despite the fact um, he he'd made this whole kind of like, oh, you think you're so you think you're so fucking smart, don't you? Well, you know, why don't you try and say that to my face? And this guy was like, I will say it to your face, and I'm going to be doing it on expenses. That sounds incredible. Oh. Okay, I need to Google this person. What's his name? Dom Jolly. Dom Jolly. Only one L in Jolly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he went to school in what? It's Beirut, right? Yeah, yeah. For a bit, and then he went to Haleybury. In uh, Hertfordshire. Why do we know so much about Dom Jolly's schooling? Honestly, <laughs> this is incredible. It's just a guy with a big phone. <laughs> it's mm. literally just a guy with a big phone. It is a guy with a big phone. There was a really good sketch on Trigger Happy TV, which I really liked. Have Bin Laden was... ever watched Trigger Happy TV? Yes. I was like, you know, certainly. I was at school with that guy. <laughs> 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 what do you, what do you reckon Stephen Lon's name dropping Tom Jolly <laughs> or better yet Dom Jolly watching watching 9-11 happen and going like ah, do you know <laughs> you're never going to believe this but, <laughs> but <gasps> as it would happen Osama oh my god what's he oh that's what he's up to now okay he's done well for himself yeah mm. I mean gotta say this is a I this mean, is a big spectacle in like Top the alumni magazine yeah. this is a, this is a <laughs> <laughs> yeah where are they now Osama is in the desert yeah that's alright he's in Tora location, location undetermined Taking anyone from their, their school went and did an internship at Tora Bora with like, that they had like a work experience thing set up for jihad what like, for the, what, like the alumni association yeah year 10 year 10 work experience <laughs> rolls work around work experience with Al Qaeda yeah <laughs> That would have been cool. Just doing photocopies, really. Yeah, yeah mostly, yeah. yeah. I imagine there's a lot of paperwork involved in running Al-Qaeda. But, you know, like, it's still cool. And it's still, like, you know, we've got to, like, address the fact that not that not everyone uh, has that kind of opportunity available to them. Like, this is a, like this is an access of privilege that people just don't talk about. Mm. Yeah, that is right. The unpaid internship Al-Qaeda network. <laughs> yeah. I heard Al-Qaeda were quite good about it. They did at least give you free lunch. Did they? Mm-hmm. Do they back out of the free lunch at the last minute? Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Probably not very comfortable accommodation. No, uh, it was primarily cave based. <laughs> like your 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 work is going to be very cave based, and I'm afraid we cannot. Uh, yeah, we the cannot first compensate two to you three for travel. Years are heavily cave based. <laughs> then you might get to move out into some compounds, maybe. Um, you know, flying lessons, things of that nature, but. Until then, it is, you know, it's mostly sort of troglodyte stuff. There was a sketch on Trigger Happy TV, which I liked a lot, mm-hmm. which was um, two people dressed as, like, dressed as squirrels. Right. Um, so it just looked like giant squirrels would go to kind of peaceful, wooded or kind of parkland areas and have <laughs> start like a fight with each other. And then they'd like film the people oh, yeah, who were just like I've eating a picnic. This. And then there'd be like these two like, People dressed as squirrels who just start like kicking the shit out of each other. That's it's really like it's, it's like the dash cam videos from Russia where like the off-brand Disney characters fight in front of the car. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's exactly it's exactly that except from 20 years ago. That was a that was like a big I love that thing shit. with the, the big Disney, real, Disney costume guys in Russia. Oh no, it's 100 percent real. Um, because all of the guys doing that were like rough. Like, because it would be all like, because it's like a shit job 
And so mostly it would get handed out to like guys who'd shown up from like Chechnya who couldn't get another job for like whatever reason. So it was like a lot of it was controlled by like organized crime. That's really awful. This is it was a whole thing where like people would get like often like intimidated by the people on like Stadia Bart who were like dressed as like SpongeBob or whatever. And they would go around like chasing girls and stuff. Um but presumably, it, would be like, presumably be like, it had to be a kind Mickey, of like off-brand Mickey SpongeBob, so it's like kind of like this teenage girl, <laughs> like very odd kind of um, uh, yeah. I, once a guy dressed in a dressed in a SpongeBob SquarePants costume on Starry Albert tried to start a fight with me, <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing because he was dressed as SpongeBob SquarePants, and this only made him madder. <laughs> like, he was not. Um, that sounds like a trigger happy sketch. Uh, yeah, it basically. <laughs> so trigger happy. Pre- the premise of every sketch is: what if X was big? Mm. I mean, yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you summed it up quite. Yeah, one well. of the sketches was me running around with a normal size penis. <laughs> and, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Thanks for that. I and then that. SpongeBob SquarePants Classic starts a fight with it. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they they call. They decide to just call the car phone. And then Jerry's like, well, what, who's going to answer that? And then I, I enjoyed this bit because I feel like it did elucidate. That's the kind of stupid idea you would have. Let's call the car phone. But then, like, what do you think is going to happen? So the guy answers the phone. And then Jerry's like, did you steal my car? And he's like, yes, I did. Yeah. He's like, well, can you bring it back? And he's like, no, I'm going to keep it. Um, and then Kramer jumps in and is like, there's a pair of gloves <laughs> in the glove compartment. Can you mail them or bring them to my And he like, gives his address. Yeah. Um, and then it transpires that the keys were left in the car by Sid, the guy who parks reparks the cars on the streets because of the street sweeping. You don't get See, this is the thing. Like, I did not fully appreciate that it was a street sweeping thing. I thought it was a parking restrictions thing because the place that I used to live in Oxford, this didn't this didn't affect me, but it affected one of my friends because of where she, because of where she lived. Uh, Declaring your privilege immediately. This didn't affect me. I understand. Didn't affect me because I had my own parking space. Um, <laughs> Phoebe is flexing currently. Um, yeah, so there were like different timings of parking restrictions on both her street and the kind of surrounding streets. So she had to like get up in the middle of the night and like move her car to another to another street and then like bring it back again. And she had to do this like two or three times a day. Like the like the first one was at like six o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, just buy a parking permit. And she was like, no, no, I won't. They will not get me. And I was like, but you're constantly paying parking. You're constantly oversleeping and paying parking fines. This happens to you all the time. You've racked up so many parking fines. Just buy a permit. And she refused to do it. Incredible. So that's what I assumed it was. I assumed that it was like the parking ran out. So you had to move the room. Is that not it, what, what it's supposed to be? No. So in most American cities, they have street sweeping that happens like a couple of times a week. And you have to like, a lot of, a lot of American cities still have like de-restricted parking. Like you don't need a permit because America, but you do have to move your car when there's, on, when, whenever the street sweeping is. Uh... And so like people, you have to like move your car to like the other side of the block or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. And I remember encountering this and I was like, why is America the only place I've ever seen this? I've never been in another city in the world where you have to move your car so the street can be swept. Which is weird, because in America, normally, they don't have any public services of any kind. This is so it's the, weird is this that street this sweeping is the, is the only, only one, one they have. public service. Yeah. This is like the last of like the big unions with like, like any in, kind of might. Yeah. It's, in the, uh, it's in the Constitution <laughs> that the street has to be swept. Yeah. Mm. 
You want to look at an example of solidarity, you look at the Street Sweepers Union. I remember when they were hard. Yeah. Which is now, because they still are. Because they're now, yeah. They're now, now sort of controlling New York with an iron yeah. fist. Yeah, we then, um, we then cut to this bit where Jerry is explaining to the guy who stole the car how to use the air conditioning. I really like that. Fun bit. I really Fun like bit. I really like that he rings him back and back so, and is like, Jerry, when did you, you last have a tune-up? Because I can't <laughs> find that. And Jerry's like, oh, for God's sake, and just hangs up on mm. him. I think that's good. Yeah. And, it's good. It's and, it, and it also taps into my very specific anxieties about what I would do were I to steal a car because I find it very difficult to like operate unfamiliar control panels and I always end up just like turning dials and like pressing buttons and stuff You're listening to like classic FM like oh how do I how do I how do I demiss the windscreen fucking hell <laughs> you end up getting caught because the windscreen's <laughs> just up <laughs> on you <laughs> accidentally crash into a police station oh, well, right. we have to do something about it now yeah um, we then cut to a hire car place where Jerry's trying to hire a car classic car's stolen better hire a car can't be in New York without a car <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I live in Manhattan. What am I going to do? <laughs> I don't have a car for a few days. One of the more authentic representations of life in New York in Seinfeld is yeah. how car-based the life is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do, they, all of them. Are, actually, no, Elaine doesn't. But like the rest of them, they all have cars and they're all driving just all over the place. And yeah. I was given to understand that that's not possible. Yeah, or like it is possible, but like is it is it recommended? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you live in Manhattan. Yeah, it'll, like if you it makes live in your like life. Brooklyn or like Queens, maybe like you'd use a car more because there's more like suburban shit going on. But like, I feel like in Manhattan, you're just gonna, yeah. This is the New York hour, um, where we talk about the the traffic in New York City. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? Do write in. Um, yeah, so they're at the hire car place, and Elaine is explaining how she's dating this old guy, sixty. Haba Haba. Yeah, a dilf. She's, she's very into. She's into a dilf. Who's in very good shape? Yeah, yeah he's allegedly. Mm. Mm. She's like, he works out. He's vibrant. And then she's like, uh, "Would you ever date a woman who's that old?" And Jerry's like, "She'd have to be very vibrant." And Milo's like, "Yes, Milo's yes, like, I yes, would. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, I'd love to." Um, and then, uh, and then she's like, "You'd like him." And then Jerry's like, "I hate everyone. Why would I like him?" And I've never felt more I was like Jerry say, Seinfeld. Like, as soon as he said that, I was just like, oh, "It's Milo again. You're such a Jerry man." Yeah. yeah. How's that feel? How's it feel to be a Jerry? Um, what is the deal with that? I yeah, I well, actually this this is an interesting discussion because I often find that um with friends, other other halves, boyfriends, girlfriends, etc. I either don't like them or I like them too much. Like Phoebe's okay. boyfriend, I like too much. <laughs> like he's yeah, you great. Do, you do, you like yeah. You and George love each other. It's adorable. Yeah, bit weird, but adorable. Yeah, you see, you're already saying bit weird, and this is early days. <laughs> It's going to get so much weirder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, other people we won't name. Don't like them so much. Not, not so keen. No. Not so keen. Oh my God, who? We'll tell you when the mic's off. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God. Olga, what is your Seinfeld alignment? What do you, who, which character do you reckon you're <laughs> well, who's most your rising like? sign in yeah. Oh my God, thank you so much for asking. Um, thank you so much for asking. Sun, I... moon and rising, please. That's a really good question. I'm struggling to remember literally anyone uh, uh, apart from the main cast. Mm-hmm. Am I Georgia's dad? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know. What I will say is I was thinking about it today. And this is going to be inaccurate. And the second I say it, 
All you will have to tell me, is, all say to me, is the exceptions to the rule that I'm about to propose. Okay. I can all already right. I can already anticipate you being like, that's wrong. <laughs> but in my head, I see four quadrants and what that Seinfeld uh, sort of manifests for me. Mm-hmm. There is, there's two axes. There's the funniness axes, axis mm-hmm. and the earnestness axis. Uh-huh. So yeah. there is not earnest, but funny, mm-hmm. which is... Seinfeld. Yeah. People who watch Seinfeld are not funny and not earnest. <laughs> They're just like cranky New Yorkers who think being cranky is funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I like I hate I hate meeting those people. Okay. Anyone who thinks they're funny is and, and are not is already a huge red flag. Mm. But when people are just like, I'm jaded and like they equivalent make that equivalence with humor, it makes me very upset. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So Seinfeld fans present company excluded Thank are you. most of the time are unfunny not earnest uh-huh. Seinfeld itself is funny and not earnest and then I feel like there are there they'll be like let's say let's say as an example placeholder something like Parks and Rec which is funny and earnest and people who watch Parks and Rec are unfunny and earnest yes Thoughts? Yeah, no, mm. I think uh, no, I think that's right. But, uh, you yeah. can replace Parks and Rec with something else that you find more, but it's like. There is like there's shows where everyone's an asshole and there's shows where everyone's not an asshole. So like yeah. in the Seinfeld family is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Alan in Partridge. Park- sure. Yeah. And the Parks and Rec family is also like the office ah. where everybody's a sweetheart. Do you know what I mean? Community. Community. There you go. But I think that half of them are jerks in, in community. Yeah. So maybe not, I think not it's a, a perfect... I think it's a half. I think it's a half and half situation. But yeah, they're jerks. But then again, I also yeah. never properly got into Community. I found it very annoying. But even with Community, like Jeff is meant to be a jerk, but then at the end of every episode, he's like, "Ah, shucks, I can't, I can't, like, I can't leave okay. you guys hanging. I'll save you." And he like begrudgingly goes and saves. Them. In mm. this, like, in this taxonomy, is everyone who watches every single show on Earth just not funny? <laughs> That's like there's there's no who watches a show funny who is funny. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> that advert, but it's like you wouldn't watch a show. <laughs> so funny people do exist, but they're not watching shows. I'd say funny people do exist. They they don't like they're not fans of shows. I feel like there's there's like so if your personality is the show, then you're okay. probably not funny. So if you're a oh, member yeah, yeah, of a yeah. fandom yeah. of any description, that yeah. precludes humor. If you have a hinge profile that says something on it like we could quote friends together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not funny. Yeah, when you sub- you replace your own wit with the wit of the shows, then it's a problem. Um, when you're replacing the, your own wit with the show that doesn't even have any wit, that's <laughs> particularly worrying. My f- uh, my favorite from my uh, from my heady hinge days were men who would quote heady days, eh? heady days indeed. Interesting <laughs> adjective. <laughs> right, you look. Yeah. <laughs> Should have called them the uh, not so very much heady. <laughs> Am I right, Am I right, ladies? Um, yeah. I'm not sucking a guy's app dick from an app. What am I, gay? I'm not sucking a guy's app. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm certainly not. (laughs) This is a Silicon Valley fucking hell. Um, (laughs) That's what I call the puss. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because I'm using a flashlight. Anyway. Well, why did they call them flashlights and not Silicon Valleys? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, why do they call the pussy Silicon Valley? I was like, do they? 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. Um, mm. something that I remember being always uh, particularly charmed by was uh, men putting quotes from Peep Show on their Aww. on their profile, and always like very very obvious quotes, and then they'd put at the bottom bonus points if you get the reference no! or bonus points if you can tell me where it's from. It's like, no. First of all, no. son, I am not My a competitor child. at crafts. No. You cannot give me points. Well, I am I running through a little th- tube, but that's, that's neither <laughs> that none is, of your business. That is my business. Yeah. <laughs> and how yeah. dare you kink shame I'm me. I'm perfectly <laughs> groomed. I'm jumping over a little triangle, but there's nothing to do with you, sir. Have you seen the Pekingese that won the Westminster Dog Show? Yeah. Okay. Lots of people have been saying, like, you know, that they're bred so that they can't breathe properly and it's actually really cruel. And yes. And the answer is, we, I don't care. And yes, we know that. However, this dog is the funniest and cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it runs in a really funny way, like a little cushion. And when it gets picked up, you kind of have to drape it over your drape it over your arm. Very cruel. It's very, I, mm. I really, really like it. Um, I can't remember where I brought it up, actually. You were talking about. Hinge. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, that's going to lead, lead, lead me straight. To, um, <laughs> lead me straight to Crofts. Um, we should do Seinfeld characters as dogs. Oh, fine. Um, mm. And like, be thinking about what what dogs they all are. Uh, yeah, and they would put yeah bonus points if you get the reference, or yeah, or even like bonus points if you can tell me where where this is from, and it's like. It's li- this this quote is literally for non Jeremy. That's insane. Everyone knows where that's from. Yeah, I would be more interested in somebody who didn't know where that was from because I'd be fascinated yeah. by that kind Someone of like grown up in like the the prison that Bane grew up in. From yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, like yeah, that. it's that's the, how it's, they don't it's know the that. movie yesterday. Except I'm the only one who's heard of Peep Show. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, I I went on a few dates with a girl who brag? has a joke on her. <laughs> yeah, huge with a, brag. With a, with a the woman yeah, that's a bit gay a bit gay, yeah. a bit gay. Uh, who on her hinge profile as a joke had put something like oh, if there's one thing i hate it's quoting peep show and then another then like the following prompt was like for non jeremy that's insane or something and she said that like she had like hundreds of men who had commented on this and gone but that's from peep show oh my god as though yeah and the original bit isn't even, it's not even that great of a bit to be like, oh, it's like sarcastic or like an irony thing. But like the fact that all these men were like, well, I think I've caught her out <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. Like, do you Ooh. think that you, they <laughs> don't know? She doesn't know that that show. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Food for thought. Well, there's that. Elaine is a cavalier spaniel, I think. She isn't a breed of spaniel. That's just describing her affect. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm. I don't know. I don't think a spaniel dogs. is a sexy enough dog to be Elaine. I don't think the spaniel is worthy. All right, Milo, I'm going to regret asking this question. But what are the sexy dogs? Hey! <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what a sexy dog would be, but I know what an unsexy dog is, and it's a spaniel. Surely it's those like short-haired, silver-gray, skinny ones. What a Weimaraner. Like a greyhound or a whippet. Yeah. Or a whippet? No, yeah. you can see. No, 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 you can see their ribs, and they're always getting cold, and they've got little stupid tappy feet. Yeah, like posh girls. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they run hair. around for twenty minutes and tire themselves out. Some of them are Italian. You know, it all makes sense. It just makes sense. Hmm. What do you think of the hottest dog? German <laughs> spaniel? Sorry, German shepherd? No, those are Nazi dogs. 
I suppose there's a kind of there's a frisson. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there's good uniforms. Um, um, I don't know. I don't think any. I don't think Rottweiler? any dogs are sexy. No. Rottweilers are also Nazi dogs. Anything, yeah. anything in the black in in the kind of black and tan colourway is a Nazi the, the clue, dog. The clue is in the names: German Shepherd and Rottweiler. Rottweiler. Okay, yeah. fair. And um, Dobermans as well. They're yeah. also um, Nazi dogs. Uh, uh, Lassie? No, that's <laughs> whoever she is. A collie. Long head. Dassi, Lassie kind of has a farmer's, a farmer's <laughs> wife energy. Wait, collies um, are sexy. Well, yeah, all right, fine. Collies are the sexiest yeah, dog. Collie, yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Um, I I reckon that Kramer is a St. Bernard. No, because he's n- no, because he's like wiry and rangy. I he's think a Dalmatian. He's, yes, he's a Dalmatian, or like he's a, simple, like a Dalmatian, or like a or like a wolfhound or something. Or even of a Great sort. Dane, actually, they're quite wiry. <gasps> yes, he could be a Great Dane. They're just tall, but they're not very beefy. We're talking well, about neither is Kramer. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's in yeah, 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 yeah. It, fits, it fits the Kramer model. We're talking and what's about Great Danes um, again. George Costanza is a what? The, what are they called? French bulldog. Pug. Yeah, I was going to say pug. Okay, yeah, he's a pug. Yeah, he is. He's a pug, definitely. Because really a French bulldog properly. is more, more like aggressive and yeah than George. Jerry's like a kind of chocolate lab, I'd guess. A chocolate lab. Yeah. Yeah. A very non-earnest. He's not a golden dog. lab. No, he's not stupid enough. No, I think he's a the chocolate lab. They're smarter. smarter. Yeah. What if that whole stereotype about blondes just came from Labradors? What if? Oh my god. What if? What if? Because it works for Labradors. Golden Retrievers are really stupid. Phenomenology with Milo Edwards. <laughs> yeah. It came over from, from dog kind. What bit of the episode have we got to before oh, we started talking the, about One of the earlier bits. And... Um, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're talking about the old guy at the car hire place. Yeah. Um, then it transpires that the car hire place has run out of the car that Jerry reserved. And he's like, but I had a reservation. The woman's like, I know. And he's like, I don't think you do. And then he starts doing a bit. It's one of those bits where, like, it's not actually a bit, but he is effectively doing a stand-up yeah, bit at is, someone yeah. in the show. And he's like, anyone can take a reservation. The important part is holding the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she, she says, I know what a reservation's for, and he says, I don't think you do. Yeah. Hey. yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to go talk to my supervisor. And then him and Elaine do this bit where they're like, oh, she's clearly having a fake conversation over there. So they start having a fake conversation about how to have a fake conversation. And then she comes back and she's like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. And he's like, that really looked like you were having a real conversation over there. Um, and then she offers him a, a micro car, a, ca- a teeny a tiny car. Yeah. What Americans call a compact car, which is just a normal size car. Yeah. Like, well, we have a compact. It's a family saloon car from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an eight ton truck. It's a wagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This compact car. And it's like a, a Jaguar Jeep. XJ or something. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And then she's, yeah, it's a Ford Escort that she gives him, which is like, yeah, it's like a. Yeah, that's a, that's a hatchback. That's a normal hatchback to me. not even a hatchback. That was a fucking saloon car. It was a small saloon. A small saloon. A small mm. saloon, like in the westerns. A saloon is what Americans would call a sedan. Ah, I, what? That's crazy. What's a saloon then? I don't know. Saloon, what a saloon car is. is like, um, uh, like. Where do I go if I want a beer in Westworld? <laughs> the sedan. Um, <laughs> uh, a saloon car would be like the most standard type of car, like a family car. So like a, a BMW 3 Series or a Ford Mondeo, that would be a saloon car. What's a Fiat 500? Uh, that's a hatchback. Oh. That is a hatchback. Yeah. What's a Vauxhall Corsa? That's a hatchback because it's got a hatch. Back. What, what's a hatchback? Oh! A hatch. Whereas a saloon car would have a separate boot. 
like where you where it's like a I lid it. that you open, like like my car does. But my car's actually a coupe, so that's a bad example. Um, what makes it a coupe? A coupe because it only has it only has two doors. Ah. Oh, so the so the saloon has the like so the, so the saloon is a kind of boot that you could put a person in because it's a separate section. Yeah, yeah, like the mafia, yeah. mafia It's just one. like it's just like yeah. part of the car, and then there's a so kind like of like a for example a uh, a Toyota Prius is technically a hatchback because it has a hatchback, but it's more of a saloon size. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Did you ever hear back about that t- that Top Gear job? <laughs> <laughs> So they're going actually, in a different direction. That would be a really funny bit if the mafia has um what is it? What's the a hatchback? A hatchback. <laughs> yeah, so they like lock someone yeah. in and then he just climbs over the Through the parcel shelf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to downsize to a corsa. He's had to borrow the car off his wife because his car's in the they're garage. On a fuel My wife's, his wife's on C five hundred Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Tony, I'm not driving a saloon just because you need it for your bodies. I want a Fiat 500. I'm going to brunch. I can't go to brunch in that. Well, I feel like we've definitely uh, got some more information. Yeah. A, a, bit, a, bit, a bit. Definitely internalized some knowledge. Yeah. And she's like, do you want the insurance? And Jerry's like, yeah, I want the insurance because I'm going to beat the hell out of this thing. Um, she looks really stricken when he says that, which yeah. I think is weird because what does she care? Yeah, she wouldn't give a fuck. She just works behind the counter. It's not her car. Yeah, Presum- presumably that's not how it works. <laughs> no. If you run out of reservations, you've got you've got to give them your car. Yeah, all hire car people are technically <laughs> self employed, and they have to bring their own car to rent out to people. That's how it works. It's like a cooperative system. Um, <laughs> to be fair, that is technically how Uber works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also really agree with this because hiring a car is really fun because you can treat it like shit. You ever like, there's something very fun about having a shitty car, but being like, but how fast can it go? Like, it's a Vauxhall Corsa, but like, what if I drove it like it were a Ferrari? Mm. Yeah. In a way that I wouldn't do with my Corsa, because it'll melt the clutch. But when it's someone else's, yeah. That's why you should never buy a Ferrari. The way you say <laughs> melt the clutch is if me and Phoebe have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. No, I know what that means. Okay, well, I'm, fuck I'm just me. refusing. I'm just refusing to get involved with the bit because I think it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in a higher car when you can smell the clutch. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I just don't like. I am much more careful with higher cars. Well, it's because you, it's because you're treacle. <laughs> Okay. Um, I uh, the the other week I was helping my friend uh, move house and uh, he ca- doesn't have a, a license with which he could hire a, a zip van. Mm. So I hired the zip van and was driving. I was having so much fun driving this thing. Cause I'm was just like, it was like 28 degrees and you were like messaging yeah, me like, we're really, in a van. It was really hot. <laughs> um, yeah, I was having so much fun just driving a van too fast. Great. Yeah. So I'd recommend that. Um, if you're if you're if you're stuck helping someone move, make it fun for yourself by driving a van too fast. Um, to be fair, always I like, the rules of the road. I like, we, we, I like, we, I like we, driving vans. Driving vans is fun. Yeah. Oh, would you like driving vans? I don't think I've ever driven a van. Haven't you? I I recommend you put that on your bucket list. <laughs> Give it a go. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get yourself a copy of the Sun. Drive past a school. Yell at some girls out the window. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can do that. She's a woman. I couldn't do that. I legendarily almost had sex in a zip car van, but that's as much as I've done in a zip car van. I remember you telling me this story. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. I remember this story as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of my greats, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I have very few stories that I'm proud of. One of the Olga Cock all timers. No, no, it's with a guy. It was with a guy. 
And he didn't have a condom, so we didn't end up having sex. Yes. Sad. Okay, yeah. Sad. Mm. Always carry a condom. condom. Just a van. <laughs> Which is, in a way, <laughs> a contraceptive yeah. device. A mm. van is not a contraceptive device. <laughs> I do not use a van as a contraceptive device. A van will not stop you having children. I'll do a van is not protecting against HIV. A van might stop you having sex. Unless that's it's true. the bang bus, in which case it will facilitate it. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Is the bang bus a van, strictly, or is it a bus? Yeah, because I feel like there's no windows. <laughs> bang van. <laughs> I feel like there are no windows. It's this like windowless vibe. Well, yeah, because like because they're filming something in there, and they shouldn't. They wouldn't be giving away that content for free through a window, would they? Yeah, that's that's a cheat. You don't even subscribe to the bang van. You just go and look through the window. Try stealing bang bus pornography by just walking past and just peering through the windows. Local guys just being like, hmm? that's why cinemas don't have windows because you don't. Want People are just be leaning on the windowsill watching the film. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. I can't believe for a second I was just like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. to stop Oh my god! You wouldn't steal. You wouldn't steal. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. steal some bang bus pornography. Hey, this is my bang van. <laughs> you want it? If you want to watch, you got to pay. Yeah, yeah. Log I think on the to bang, the Twitch. But I think the bang bus is a bus. I don't think it's a van. So with just blacked out windows. Yeah, yeah you bang can. Bang Yeah, gun. like if you've ever That's been on idea. like one of those like kind of long distance coaches, they sometimes have blacked out windows. The long distance coaches have you been going on? Well, like- not like blacked out, but like kind of grayed out windows to like stop it kind of like everyone boiling to death. Mm. You've clearly never been on the National Express, my friend. Yeah, the Bang National Express. <laughs> the, bang national- <laughs> the National Bang Express. How do you say sex express? The, let's just say you don't pay with money. How do you say Bitona Michalka in English? But on the Michelle, a concrete mixer? Yes, the bang Cement concrete mixer. mixer. <laughs> they're all, and they're no just running yeah. like hamsters. <laughs> no one can fuck because they keep falling over. Everyone's oiled up. There's also concrete in there. It's burning everyone. On the National Express, no, you don't pay with money. You pay with like the pump distortion of your spine because the seats are so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hurt. They're even more uncomfortable if you try and fuck on them. Let me That's tell right. you. Mm. That's right. Aww. That's true. Yeah. Mm. I once got on a coach to Amsterdam, which was run by a French company. Oh, well, that was, was your first mistake. Yeah, that was. it was a big mistake. And also, because it was going from London to Amsterdam, there were no French people on the bus, but the driver was French and didn't really speak English. So it was, it was kind of, it wasn't a great, like, situation to be in. Um, and... I made the mistake of at some point asking the driver something in French. And so then I became like the official translator mm. on which I was not really, my French is not very good. I was not really equipped for but this. But you had to flex, didn't you? You had to flex. I think I just genuinely needed to know something, but I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, the guy then, he makes, I don't know, the, the coach is going on. At some point there, there's a woman who gets stuck in the toilet. And she's making quite a scene, like banging on the toilet door. Oh my God. And I go up to the driver and I'm like... Uh, say it in French. Please say it in French. <laughs> no. Please, please, Milo, please. <laughs> go on. I will not be... Go on. Please. I will not be doing Milo, this. Milo, please. Um, <laughs> I'm explaining that this woman stuck in the toilet. And then he's like, oh, she would have to stay in there, huh? And he just left her in there for like <laughs> six hours. Oh, my until God. Until we got oh to God, Amsterdam. Oh, my God, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And that is French customer service. Oh, that's horrific. Yeah. God. Oh, I didn't. No like wonder that. they're so good at rioting. Mm. She was having her own little ride in it's there. Pro- it's probably just you know trying to 
I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't have an end, end to that sentence. No. It's just, yeah, forget that. Forget that. It's I've had a brain freeze. It's not working. It's fine. Um, and so uh, I- Elaine goes from insisting that she enjoys being with this guy at the hardcore place. So then we cut to Joe's apartment. She's like, I just don't enjoy being with him. And then she's saying she's going to go, she's going to break up with him. She's like, can't I just do it over the phone? And then Joey's like, no. And she's like, seven dates is a face-to-face breakup. And he's like, six, and I could have let you go. And again, it's like a conversation between me and Phoebe. Once again. <laughs> um, Kramer comes in, transpires there's a Woody Allen movie that's filming on the block. Ugh. Kramer's got a line in it. Woody Allen, a guy who, you know, nothing's happened with him since this. So don't Google Woody Allen. So uh, we can uh, comfortably discuss him without having to take any stance whatsoever. That's right. And we won't be taking any stances on Woody Allen, who, as far as I know, is just a guy just a who guy. was in some movies. Never heard of him. Yeah. Woody? What the hell kind of name is that? Beloved husband and father, Woody Allen. What is he, some kind of woodpecker? Yeah, that's right. What kind of name is Woody anyway? Yeah, there we go. What's the deal? <laughs> what is the deal? With um, being called Woody. Kramer's line. <laughs> yeah, is uh, these, these pretzels are making me thirsty. They all try the line. And then they keep reusing the line later in the episode in a way that's like, you're sort of aware that it's supposed to be a bit, but you're not quite sure what the bit is. I, I like these pretzels are making me thirsty. Or why in all these different situations they would just start saying this line randomly. I think it's because they feel like it's, it's quite dardist. It's, it's, it's like, like what it's like what you say when you can't think of anything else to say. Where you know where where all other words have ceased to be sufficient. All that is left is the fundamental truth of the of mm. the of the salinity of the pretzel. Yeah. And they're misusing Kramer in that in that sense because a much better scene would have been Woody Allen saying these pretzels are making me thirsty, and then Kramer will go, "Oh, those aren't pretzels." What? <laughs> that that to me is much more Kramer. What do you mean? Those aren't pretzels. What are they? Well, that's what you leave up to the imagination of the viewer. That would be yeah. the sort of thing that would be Kramer comes in and he gives you weird information that you didn't want. Yeah, but that's not but that's not a very Woody Allenish No. line. Okay. I think these pretzels are making me thirsty is a good is a good bit. I mm. like that it comes up again like Sure. I think that's I think that's good. I think that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. How would you say it? How would you deliver the line? These pretzels are making me thirsty. Okay, not bad. I'll go. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Oh, that's quite oh, good. It's a dry throat situation. Mm, makes sense. You, you, you're getting in the zone. You yeah, know yeah what it's your like, why, are, why, why am I thirsty? It's because my throat is dry because of the pretzels because they're salty. Mm. Um, yeah, it felt... I'm not, I don't feel either way about the pretzels, if I'm being completely honest. It felt the way that, like, at summer camp, someone forces an inside joke too fast. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never been to summer camp, but I imagine that this, yeah, like, when you're, like, on the first day of school and, like, someone's, like, really can be, oh, my God, like, this could be, like, a thing that we say. And it's, like, this is no... No, no, you got to let these things grow organically. You can't pick your own nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just settle down. You hear that LL Cool J? (laughs) He didn't pick his own nickname. We've dis- we've discussed the this. ladies pick it. Yeah, the ladies. The do. ladies got together and they're like, you know who we love? Yeah, you can't. Cool se- James. You can't self-report being a lady who loves Cool James or a Cool James who is loved by the ladies. Rather, you can't self-report. People have that. been ignoring at old Cool J's lived experience for too long. Yeah, because the ladies do love him. Mm. Mm. Clapping emojis. Believe LL Cool J. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then uh, it transpires that George has now taken over the car parking job from the old the old guy who parks the cars because he's going on holiday. Yeah, and he's barging in with a belt on, covered in car keys. He's wearing overalls for some reason. I don't feel like you need to wear overalls to park cars. It's not a dirty job. Maybe he's been wanting to wear overalls for a long time, and this is finally his possibility. Um, George in overalls, kind of, he has a more manly aesthetic, like he could be a mechanic or something. Bob the Builder vibes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's hot. Yeah. Uh, Elaine brings the old guy to Jerry's place. Bob the Builder is a mean dom. And I'm not going to elaborate on that any further. <laughs> Bob the Builder, yes, you fucking can, you slut. <laughs> Bob the Builder tells me what I can't do. It's hot. I like it. Yeah. Him and Scoop, the big digger. Bob the Builder wearing nothing but a tool belt and a hat. Yeah, no, he's got to wear the hat. The hat's mm. part of it. Yeah. Anyway, continue. That is right. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get hit on the head during during a shag. Um <laughs> Uh, so the old guy's like collapsing, he's like unconscious, and uh, Jerry's Jerry's calling an ambulance, and then Elaine goes, tell him to hurry, and he goes, it's an ambulance, yeah. which is a good line. That's a good line. I like the idea of a lack- lackadaisical ambulance. Again, try the UK. <laughs> I feel like we do have very lackadaisical emer- uh, emergency services in the UK. Yeah, but at and- least they don't bankrupt you. No, that is very true, yeah. I feel like the police can't be bothered to show up which is kind of good, actually, most of the time. Mm. And the ambulance are too busy. That's my experience whenever I've called an ambulance. They're kind of like, how, how, often do you count, <laughs> how dying are you? I've had well, to do it a hobby. couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I just phone them up to keep what them on their toes. What are you up to? Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? Do you want to hang out? <laughs> Hi. I was just wondering. That being said, not to not to bum everyone out, but like there is a huge like contingent of old people who are lonely and they will call emergency services or Samaritans just to have someone to talk to. Oh, call God. me. Isn't that really uh, sad? Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh but yeah, no, that I like how ver- how much you like how much you like vibe with the tone of the show. <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Um yeah, I think the ambulance, I'm here to raise awareness. I don't <laughs> ambulance service is like sufficiently overstretched that if you ring them up, they're like, Yeah, but like how how dying are you? Like on a scale of one to ten, like how is this a like we need to be there now, or is this like in two and a half hours is fine? Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, no no slight on the ambulance service people. I'm sure they work very hard. They're probably just understaffed. But nevertheless, actually in the UK, you might want to tell them to hurry. It's a, it's apparently it's an, an incredibly situation. dangerous job. Like paramedics are oh, always really? being like they're always being like attacked. That's why they have to drive in pairs. Because like mm. even though like technically like most cases you can just have just someone to drive the ambulance. Mm. Um that's why they have to work in pairs. Yeah. That's why they all carry a flick knife. <laughs> 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 Got a fucking Kango hammer under the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, like a an ambulance shows driver. up at your house and you're like but I didn't call an ambulance and then the guy's like you're gonna fucking need one mate <laughs> that's what happens when ambulance drivers get bored they just create more <laughs> more like more demand <laughs> that's what there's oh, ne- yeah. you can ne- well, you're you you gonna run one, to the they- police and say you're gonna tell him you got stabbed by a paramedic who's gonna believe you mate yeah, Ga- that's, fucking, that's what I fucking thought gaslit by a violent paramedic with a kango hammer yeah that's right mm. Yeah. You think the police are going to turn up? You're stuck with me, mate. They're not. The police are all abolitionists now. Yeah. Agro ambulance driver <laughs> oh, is a oh, great bit. Oh, carceral thinking, is it? Going to call the police on me because I'm stabbing you? 
ambulance driver going going through your wallet and you're like, oh, is that to see if I have any like allergies or whatever? And he's like, no. <laughs> just like takes like 40 quid out and just stuffs it in his pocket. This what the my, fuck are you going to do about it? This is my tip, sunshine. Your intestines are hanging out, mate. <laughs> if you want me to sort this out, you're going to not say fucking nothing. To any paramedics who may be listening, thank you for your vital work in this terrible time. <laughs> yeah. But also, <laughs> but also, you keep your hands out of my wallet. Yeah, <laughs> don't touch my fucking stuff. <laughs> don't stab me. I will stab you. Yeah. <laughs> I carry a knife in case there's any paramedics about. I hear they're a bit handy. Yeah, there we go. So that's a bit about violent paramedics. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, and so Kramer goes like, "He maybe you took acid when you weren't looking. <laughs> Which is a good bit. Um, Jerry at some point goes like, yeah, he's a pretty good looking guy. Um, it then transpires I that- really like that Jerry gets really kind of like caught up in the romance of this, of this like older guy. And mm. he's like, oh, does he have a silk robe? Like, does he wear slippers? I bet he wears slippers. And he just gets, he just gets really charmed by this like mm. unconscious elderly man. And I yeah. think that's funny. That's a funny bit. There you go. That's my that's my interjection. Do you feel like he looked older than sixty six? Yeah, I think he did. Like sixty six yeah. doesn't strike me as especially old now. No, not these days. No, no. I'm sixty six. Yeah, and you look fucking great. <laughs> Thank you, old. So nice. He never says. Maybe he doesn't it. look a day over fifty three. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen her stab that paramedic earlier. She was looking spry. <laughs> spry as hell, vibrant. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spryburn. So anyway, um, then the ambulance guys arrived. They were delayed because someone crashed into their ambulance. It transpires it was George in Jerry's rental car. Um, And then uh, Woody Allen's mad because it's messing up the filming. Um, But then cut to a bit, another bizarre bit, where Jerry is going in on the concept of what was first aid like hundreds of years ago. It's like, well, they didn't have it, Jerry. (laughs) It's a modern invention. <laughs> that's what it was like. And that's going like, what was TV like in the in the Stone Age? Like, well, y- mm, therein lies your question, Jerry. Um, it was the Flintstones. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. That was the only thing on feet. TV. Yeah. Another visit to uh, Jerry's Baroque Complaints Corner. <laughs> <laughs> just watching a rock. That's right. With stuff drawn on it. And then he's like, because they didn't have any medicine, they were just there first. They're like first aid, that's what it says in our truck. Well, they wouldn't have had a truck, would they? No. Like, yeah. no, it was made, it made out of stone and then they ran. No, medicine yeah. is older than trucks. We're just here first. That's what we do. <laughs> medicine <laughs> is older than trucks. <laughs> history corner with Phoebe. Yeah, that medicine is, right. is older than trucks. I, like, basically, I don't know anything about history, but I can tell you what is like out of two, like any two things I can say which one's older. Oh, okay. we're ready. Can All we do right. play this game? Yeah, let's mm. play it. Um, penicillin and psychoanalysis. Uh, Alexander Fleming and psychoanalysis. Oh, psychoanalysis, shit. definitely. What, older? N- no. Yeah, because penicillin's quite modern. Penicillin's like so the 1920s. So psychoanalysis. No, I, th- I think they Alexander- were doing things that were of, okay, of the no, nature, no, but like I mean psychiatry. Like Who's like- penicillin? Is that Alexander Fleming? Penicillin's like the 1930s, I think. Is it? It's not earlier. I think it's like late 19th century. No, because 19- I know that my grandmother's century. father died when she was a kid of like a minor infection because they didn't have antibiotics. Oh, shit. And then like a year later. I thought Alexander Fleming was like late 19th century. This is actually quite interesting. Psychoanalysis established 1890s. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So late 19th century. Uh, penicillin. Ooh. Are you ready? Ooh. Are you ready? Discovered in 1928. Boom. There you go. 
There you go. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually really like this game. I feel like uh, I, could, I could play this for several more dildos hours. and astronomy. Ooh. Mm. That's, another, that's another good one. They've definitely found, like, they've definitely found ancient Egyptian astronomy or astrology. <laughs> ancient astronomy. And they've definitely found Astronomy it. defined loosely as any kind of attempt to scientifically analyze the cosmos. Celestial uh, bodies. Yeah. There, there is, I, I believe there is evidence of Mesopotamian astronomy. But there's also ancient. <laughs> say Mesopotamian dildo. There are definitely which there probably also there, there were are, to be are, fair. There, yeah, there, yeah, there were. I think it just sounds funnier. I think probably roughly the same time. I think there were. I think they were as old as each other. I think as soon women were cranking off to the stars. I think as soon the dawn of man. as it occurred to humanity to look up at the cosmos and think, what is there? What is there beyond us and our tiny little insignificant lives? I think as soon as they thought that, they were just like, I need to get railed. Yeah, that cucumber looking fine <laughs> as hell, though. I need some, like, smoothed off wood. Mm. Because when I come, I see the stars. Hey. Mm. Um, according to Wikipedia, ancient times for both. <laughs> yeah. According to the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Milky Way is semen. There you go. Oh, there you, there you go. There you go. Mm. So, yeah. So they are one and the same is the answer. Yeah. Thank mm. you for another visit. Much like the road up and the road down, dildos <laughs> and astronomy are one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for another visit to Phoebe's uh, History Corner. <laughs> there you go. History or Historoid Should Corner. Should we want one last one? I've yeah. thought of one. Umbrellas, mm. bicycles. Bice- uh, oh, umbrellas must be older, surely. Than bicycles. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon umbrellas are probably were around in ancient yeah, because times. Like, or at least parasols. Parasols. Do you, yeah. Does it have to be an umbrella? I said umbrella. Uh, uh. When did that Rihanna song come out? <laughs> okay, so Umbrella. 1902. History. B- bicycle was, I think, early 20th century. Late 19th, no? I think everything is late 19th. Well, I think they had in the, the 19th Rihanna century, song. they had the penny farthing, but I think the actual bicycle, I think, was the early 1900s. Parasols were, were ages ago. Yeah. I think a parasol is a kind of umbrella. Do we, do we keep it as an umbrella? Or do if we do keeping modern it umbrella? as umbrella? Then I think that's probably later than bicycle. I think the modern umbrella is probably still older than the bicycle because I reckon they had them in the nineteenth century. And bicycles, I think, were like Edwardian, like a proper bicycle, like with a chain and a. What about a penny farthing? Um, a penny farthing was nineteenth century, so that might yeah. be older. But even then, I reckon umbrellas probably date. You probably had umbrellas in the eighteenth century in some primitive form. I reckon a primitive umbrella. I mean, yeah, it's mm. definitely umbrella. A rudimentary umbrella. Mm. Yeah, it's a simpler mechanism. It's a simpler mechanism. Applying Occam's razor to the umbrella versus the bicycle. Yeah, we have the first one. The first bicycle here is at 1818. Okay, when was the first umbrella? First recorded umbrella. Well, uh, the first like reference. They're obviously doing some violence to the concept ones, of the bicycle there. Modern day ones are 16th century. So, ah, shit. So it is. Mm. That's umbrella. that's really old. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was this, was this interesting? <laughs> no, I know this is this is this is a really you interesting game. It's yeah, good. It's What's a good the deal? Game. Yeah, next time next time we're at a party, we'll be whacking that one <laughs> out. So. Join us at a social occasion. We know post lockdown is difficult occasion. to speak to people at parties. You don't have anything mm. to talk about. Why not ask them? Start doing that on the dating apps. Yo. The last social what's, occasion. What's older, uh, uh, soup or wanking? <laughs> <laughs> One and the same. Last yeah. social occasion I was at, I just started talking to people about John McAfee, and that kept me going for a while. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. Super wanking is also the dichotomy into which I saw all things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I think you said super wanking. Yeah, super wanking. George is very stressed because he can't handle the, the car parking. Sid, the guy who used to park the cars, is like, you didn't tell me you didn't know how to drive. And then George is like, I do know how to drive. <laughs> and he's like, parking cars is no more difficult than putting your pants on. So my question is, who's putting your pants on? I really like this bit. I like yeah. that, George, that George says, I don't want to get into a big dispute about the pants. Because yeah. that's exactly... Because like, I, I really like it whenever they like come into contact with like any kind of real people mm. um, who who are just sort of horrified by how they're living their lives. I, I think that's very good. Yeah. That, to me, is good writing. Mm. So you can have a big tick for that, Jerry. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. um, they're now back at the rental car place, Jerry and Elaine. Elaine loves going to the car rental place with Jerry. She loves it. Well, they have to can't... go places together. It's yeah. Like, it's the that was what it was like in the 90s. Wait, am I, am I going crazy? Or the first or second season, him and Elaine started hooking up, and then the following season, they just don't address it? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's literally like, they at, one, at the end of one episode, they announced that they're now going out, and then in the next episode, they're no longer going out, yeah. but it's not addressed. Yeah, that good. they've broken up or... They, I support that. What they what they, what they do is they uh I I quite I quite like this in terms of like narrative and mm-hmm. what and like kind of fictional techniques and world building that uh when Jerry's asked talking to his mum about it he's just like oh you know we tried it we tried lots of different arrangements none of them worked out we can't be friends when we sleep together which indicates like there's a whole like whole other events and stories and like uh, like stuff happening in these people's lives outside the boundaries of the show like so quite a lot of it is like look none of this no they only exist for 20 minutes at a time none of this is your is any of your business yeah I like that you are only seeing what we are choosing to show you like an influencer on Instagram yeah Mm. (laughs) very much so the original influencer Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) influencers do that thing where they're trying to do like they're like ridiculously in shape but they're trying to do the like woke body positivity thing and then they're Uh, like then they're like my body that looks like this also looks like this and it's just a picture of them like bent over so yeah just slouching so hard that they could possibly maybe have like a thin a thin person yeah it's like sort of pictures themselves giving themselves like kind of like sort of rolls of fat and it's just like the the fact that your body hinges in the middle and you have enough skin that it doesn't rip every time you stand up that does not mean that you are like you know what we all have days where we're just like oh my god i just don't look good and it's like come on, shut the fuck up that I being said mm. i saw cinderella in the west end what fucking sue yeah. me and there was a chorus of men all of whom had six packs and one of them and it wasn't like in a comedy way. It was in a way that was meant to deceive you. Had a six pack painted on, and I respected the <laughs> shit out of it. It was like it contoured in. on. Yeah, wow. it was like contoured and shaded. Yeah, getting a six pack is hard. Who can yeah. be bothered? And painting one on is much easier. Some of us, we just, you know. I paint my tits on every morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, me too. I paint my dick and balls on every morning. Lovely stuff. <laughs> On my left arm. Um, so, yeah. And then at the rental place, uh, she's saying that the guy is now recovering from his, like, stroke or, like, whatever it is that he had. It's not really clear. Or did I just miss it? Yeah, he had a stroke. Okay, yeah. Um, and now he can only, like, nod. Um, she's like, I was going to break up with him right before that, but I didn't have a chance. And now it will look like, you know, I'm doing it because he had a stroke. Um, then the hire car woman, she's like, so to clarify... Your friend was parking the car. 
when it had the accident. He's like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, and she's like, you're not covered for other drivers. And then Jerry is like, it's a rental. That's who's driving it. Other drivers. I don't think that's a good argument, actually. I sort of do in the sense no, that like, like, I, I understand the argument, but I don't think it's an especially good one because the whole point is, is that the person who rents the car is temporarily the car's owner and is therefore responsible for the car and anyone else is an other driver. You're not an other driver if they have your paperwork and documentation and you have paid to rent this car. Well, no, but also it's like, I do know about rental car places that it's like, it's mostly bullshit. Like they just have like a blanket insurance policy that anyone can drive that car because obviously they do. And then they just charge you more money to like randomly tick a box on a form that means nothing. They obviously, they have fully comprehensive insurance for like anyone to drive the car. And then they just like, they reserve the right to bill you if you don't pay them extra. But like, yeah, that's why I never rent cars. Because you can on a rental car, you can say, okay, I want anyone to be able to drive it. And they're like, okay. And they charge you another 20 quid and do nothing because their insurance is, just, they just have a blank insurance policy. Um, Money-saving yeah. expert. So Jerry is sort of right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is me. I am the money-saving expert. Cool. Yeah. And there we go. Um, so then they gave Jerry a big bill for like $2,000 or whatever. Um, we cut to Elaine is feeding the guy beans. And then I just wrote down, this MF eating beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's like kind of like semi-conscious and she's trying to break up with him um, by listing all the like physical activities she likes to do that he can't do. And then she says that it's a bitch to get there. Mm. It's really funny. It is a bitch to get there. It's a bitch to get there. Um, we then cut to the cafe where Elaine announced that she's bumped into the guy. Who she, this is like a jarring, like this is clearly quite a lot forward in time. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's fully recovered. And he said he was just using me for sex. I would use Elaine for sex, but for so much more also. And by use her for sex, you mean would marry her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and love her. Yeah. And love her. And put toothpaste on her toothbrush every single night until I die. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 Are you in love with Elaine? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. it's getting it's getting yeah. a little bit concerning oh, now because she's not real. Yeah. She's Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, keeping is it all tight. too she's real. Keeping, keeping it tight. She's keeping, she's keeping it so tight. Have you seen tight. her in Veep? Keeping it yeah. so she tight. pours herself in those dresses. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mama Mia. Um, JLD, if you're listening. Mama Mia. If you, JLD, if by any chance you are a cougar. She's married she's to Brad married. Hall. Who? Who? I think he was an SNL writer or maybe camera person. Oh. That's mm. how they met. That's disappointing. Yeah. Because they met on SNL, I think. I may be yeah. making all of this up. Yeah. yeah. It was so popular, he had um, corridors <gasps> oh, what, named that, after what, him. What, that really tall blonde guy? Yeah, he is tall. That who's, I like, who's okay, who occasionally shows up on Curb? I've completely made that up. He's, a, he's an actor, a director and writer. Ah, okay. He's best known as a Weekend Update news anchor in Saturday Night Live and for creating the sitcoms The Single Guy and Watching Ellie. Mm. What the hell are they? Watching Ellie sounds very... <laughs> yeah. Does oh, not like a sitcom. they met... At Northwestern University. Oh. Mm. Northwestern. There's a great uh, great improv class at Northwestern. Good voice course. Is there such a thing as a good improv class? Well, no. The only I good improv a, class is don't do this. I suppose it's kind of philosophical precept there, isn't there? Because yeah. like, if it's an improv class, then it is by its definition not good. I don't mean improv class. I mean like the there's like a... The world's greatest like a, improv like a, class like a, where it's like, like uh, go fa- home and go about your life. Isn't there like a famous improv society at Northwestern? 
They are. They they do churn out a lot of comedy stuff because they're so close to Chicago, and so there's like a yeah. huge second city, there's, there's second, second city pipeline. City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Seth Meyers went there. Uh, huge comedy person. Uh, Meghan Markle went there. Not less huge comedy person. Less um, funny. Married to a himbo. Yeah, that's true. Himbo enthusiast Meghan Markle. Yeah. Someone else went to Northwestern. I don't remember. It's a good school. <laughs> no doubt. It's Julia a good Louis Dreyfus went there. And apparently Brad Hall as well. Going to Northwestern University now in the hope that you might just meet Julia Louis Dreyfus somehow. Yeah, like a commencement speech, maybe. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like somehow you might meet young Julia Louis Dreyfus. Or the next Julia Louis Dreyfus. Like kind of sort of the somehow like the ghost of the alive ghost of Julia Louis Dreyfus is haunting I wish, the walls I wish of I'd Northwestern. Met the young Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, or even the old Julia Louis Dreyfus. Any of the iterations, to be honest. Um, we'll find you a similar creature. Or similar, <laughs> well, sim. Um, yeah. So um, uh, they're paying the bill, and George is like, "No, no, let me get this. I smashed up your car." And then, and then Jerry's like, "Yeah, two thousand dollars. A cup of coffee should cover it." Yeah. Very funny. Um, Kramer's been fired from the movie for like doing his line too enthusiastically and smashing a glass, which cut Woody Allen. Woody Allen, which sort of implies that like Woody Allen's a huge pussy. It sort of implies that he kind of like ran off crying. Yeah, I think that that's in line with everything else. Yeah, no, it's just interesting that they are implying it because this is like before Woody Allen was a hugely maligned figure. Yeah. Um, oh well, yeah, like years people before. still knew he was a creep. Yeah, but like not like not. To the same, not to the same extent. I think he, he was still with Mia Farrow. Mm. In... Yeah, because there's a line in the episode where they're like, "Oh, it's oh, Mia Farrow." Mia Farrow yeah. yeah. Oh, so he was still is, sorry. Yeah, so he is... was so he was stepfather to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Cool, so this cool, was before he cool. married mm. his child. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Stepchild. Let's be you know, Let's be clear here. He was. Woody he was, Allen invented he was that mere, genre. He was merely. <laughs> it's a joke defense. It's not a real defense. He's obviously a creep, and we don't yeah, like of him. Um, yeah. Uh, Who is it who says it's tra- it, uh, uh, the difference between comedy and tragedy is that a tragedy is if I cut my finger, a comedy is when you walk into an open sewer and die. Was that one of the Marx brothers? No, I think it might be Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah. Mel Brooks, the unimpeachable and uncancelable Mel-, Mel Brooks. If yeah, if anyone like, I honestly think that if like the only <laughs> the only occasion on which I would just absolutely happily and remorselessly kill someone is if they said like oh actually and then tells me like something bad that mel brooks either did or said in and his that is life. an actionable threat so that is don't an actionable do threat that. if yeah. you have any negative information about mel brooks you keep it to yourself or i'll send the paramedics after you that's right the paramedics regiment that that, that was delivered <laughs> at me unblinkingly uh, Olga, you shut Google right this minute. Mel Brooks evidence. Yeah. Mm, that's right. Um, oh, Compro- that Mel Brooks Wait, what is, is compromat in English? Compromat? No. Yeah, like blackmail material? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. We, we just call it compromat, the compromat now, though, mm. because we, we know about this word because of like Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, that's right. When Cambridge Analytica invented blackmail. Yeah. Mm. That's right. I like compromat more than blackmail. Yeah, compromat is such a good word. Mm. How, how do you say how, how do you say it like in, in like in Russian? Compromat. Uh, compromat. Compromat. Yeah. We yeah, have information that day. your mistress is not very good looking. So perhaps uh, you're in sauna with women. <laughs> no, no, no. Why are you not in there with men? 
<laughs> you should go to sauna with Sphinx. <laughs> like a normal guy. <laughs> yeah, then there's a bit. And then there's uh, a final bit. Yeah. I just love the idea. Yeah, who is this Russian man who speaks English not well enough to have a good accent? That's not neither here nor no. there, but doesn't know the, but, the different subgenres of gay in, in English. I think the name is a great question. The question is, that do, is do Russians, would, would, would the Russian gay community, because I'm, I'm certain it's one of these. That is a if I've ever seen one. The, would they say, would they say bear or would they say medvede? Oh, I would say medvejonek or something. Medvejonek, yeah. like a little bear. Yeah, like a tiny little bear. a little bear, oh, like a little baby cute. bear. Like, that then be an otter though. Are you straying into I otter territory? I wonder. Okay, but sorry. How do you, so? How do you say little little bear? Midvijonic. Midvijonic. Or Mishka. Oh, you're really good. I will say <laughs> you are. You're making the assumption that the Russian uh, subcategories are equivalent to those uh, in the English speaking world, which maybe they're not. Yeah. I, what are theirs? They're made, like maybe one's a hawk. hawk. <laughs> There's one's a tiger. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this man we call him the hawk. <laughs> he grabs twinks in his talons. Flies you're still, you're still insisting that there is such a thing as a Russian twink. Yeah. Twink. Yeah. Or maybe it's more like maybe it's more like you know when you go to a new place and you like l- immediately you're learn the words for the things that are the most important to you. Which so, yeah, as it happens, his like his English isn't great, but yeah. he definitely needed to know the yeah. word for a twink. Well, generally those things in 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 Russian, in my experience, are usually loan words. So like yeah. Be like, I like uh, the idea of twink being a loan word. Yeah. What's oh, yeah, a loan word? A loan word from the English. They love saying that in Russian. Um, a loan word is when you don't translate the word, you just use the original oh, so word in the original language. Yeah, like yeah. compromise. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for example, like compromise. There was a girl I was dating in Russia who one day I wrote like lol in a text message and she was like, she was like, how do you know that? That's such a niche Russian word. I'm like, no, it's not. It's an Aww. English acronym that has been loaned into Russian. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it stands for laugh out loud. And she was like, what? That's what really funny. What did she think yeah. it meant? How would she, she just been thought it using was like it? a Russian word that meant like lol? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to me that like. So yeah. she understood the vibe, but not the meaning. Well, she did understand. She understood what it. That it was like a way she of saying what, I, I have ha-ha, laughed at yeah. this. Oh, but yeah. she didn't. So she thought it just meant laughter. Yeah, hmm. that's really. Funny. And the Russians do love an acronym. To be fair, um, I love an acronym. Maybe I should move to Russia. Hmm. That is probably that is the top <laughs> reason to move to Russia. I would say. <laughs> Um, yeah, now I'm thinking of other things in Russian that you say just like the, by boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend, girlfriend. Girlfriend didn't really. I don't think yeah. you say девушка boyfriend more so. Yeah, because for because yeah, because boyfriend is too weird in Russian. In, in, in the, the, the the technical Russian for boyfriend is uh, maladoy человек, which is young like man. young my young person. Maladoychevik. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but that's also a thing that like so old ladies young, say to young, you when they're you having a, a go. Do you have a young person? Or? <laughs> yeah, Maladoy is one of those phrases that sends chills down my spine because it's something that like old old women say when they're about to admonish you for something. Uh, like you, behind you're you're like trying to get on a train and then you hear Maladoy Chelevek and that's always that's bad news. That's but like because it means that you're their boyfriend. You're in, yeah, <laughs> you're this old woman. No, that's good news. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'd be into that. But then when you think about how ridiculous boyfriend is, is like мальчик друг. У тебя есть мальчик друг, which is like boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, my boyfriend. Yeah, my friend who's a boy. Unsettling as young person. What do you think? I'm fucking him. We're not gay. I think my young person is more unsettling, more unsettling than <laughs> more my boy. Unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it also sounds like it's a it's a like a failed Russian translation of YMCA. Young person. <laughs> if I you was your young man, down. I'd never let you... No, anyone? Uh, Justin Bieber? If I was your boyfriend? 
Oh. Oh, yeah, no, that is good. But then you just... Hey there, you, you. I don't, I don't <laughs> like a young person. <laughs> I think you need a new one. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. I think we've uh, wrung all the possible juice out of that. <laughs> that, of that, that, that particular bit. bit. Uh. Anyway, so the bit that Jerry is doing is that the best part of a relationship, whether you're with a girl or a young person, or a young person. Um, is being sick. Um, he's like, that's the only time I need somebody there. That's when I'm ill. Yeah, again, it's not strictly a, a joke, is it? It's more just an observation. Yeah. It's more a curio. It's more a slice of life. Yeah. Bit of anthropology, really. Yeah. Anthropology and sociology. Mm. Which came first? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I definitely agree with this. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, I also, I quite like taking care of sick people. Do you? I'm going oh, out with my someone, God. If I'm going out with someone and they're sick, I quite, I quite like looking after them. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. I like Kathy Bates. <laughs> I like making them write like me into their string. novel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Phantom Thread. Yeah, I like I like you know slipping uh, poison into their medicine, things like that, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, this type of nursing. You know, giving them mercury. Um, yeah, and I uh, I was really really ill in February 2020, and. Uh, my then girlfriend, friend of the show, uh, came over. I was at Nate's house. I was like super ill and Nate had been looking after me and she was like, oh, I'll come over and give give Nate a break sort of thing. And I was like, well, I mean, also maybe just, just come over <laughs> since we're going out. Um, and uh, and she, Give Nate a break. Like like you're kind of both, like, like they're both like they're your carers. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, look, you know, Nate, it's time for you to have a nap. <laughs> and uh, And she came over for like an hour and a half and then she went out uh, to dinner at her friend's place, like up the road. I'm obsessed with her. Honestly, every single story. And then didn't, and then didn't come back. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. goodbye then. Yeah. Again, this is one of those things anyway, this which, is you know, of our domain. Um, <laughs> which, which feels like should have been more communicative to you than it was the at the time. Is, when all the flags are red. Yes. You kind of stop. It becomes more of a morass. Just a flag. Yeah, yeah, it's just a flag. Like that's. I guess that's just the color flags are. Do you just you know get what like, I mean? what, like flag blindness, and you just assume that that's yeah, that's what flags are like. Yeah, you know, much like much like the barcode, it only works because of the black parts and the white parts in concert. If it was all black, it wouldn't. You or know. a zebra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if a zebra was all black, you'd be like, "What? Well, there's nothing there." That's just a horse. That is. <laughs> it's just a horse. It's just a black horse. It's just that is just a black horse. Yeah, um, and so similarly, yeah, when all the flags are red, you're like, "Well, yeah, being being on your own when you're sick is the most miserable thing in mm. the world." When I had the when I had the corona, the novel coronavirus. When I had the novel coronavirus, which at the time was very novel. Mm. Um, I I don't think I've ever been more miserable in my entire life. It's like ten days on, like literally on my own because like no mm. one could even come and see me, yeah. Because I was in like you know my little contamination zone, yeah. Just watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, I couldn't. I couldn't watch anything because my head hurt too much. So I couldn't even look at screens. I was like, that's lying. how you know Phoebe Roy is ill if she can't even watch Buffy the Vampire that's Slayer. Right. Yeah, I finished it now. I may as well kill myself. There's like there's nothing else for, there's left nothing left. for me to do. Mm. <laughs> Olga, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks as so much for always. having me. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about sedans. About yeah. what is it? One words? What do they call loan words? Loan words. Loan words. I've, I've learned everything. I about learned the chronology of dildos, the bicycle, penicillin, astrology, and psychoanalysis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> 
Uh, apart from your boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a boyfriend. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Um, or you don't know whether I'm single or not. Would I like to plug anything? Yes. I'm going on tour in September with my show Homecoming. Please buy tickets at rockandrollga.com mm. um, or Dice or just show up. Thank yeah, you. Play dice with for them. <laughs> Get win yeah. them in a game of dice. Yeah. yeah. Come to Olga's house with your dice. While we're doing cutout notes, could you cut out the bit where I have a brain freeze and literally don't remember what I was going to say and just sort of go? I don't know. Ah, maybe ah, we'll ah, find ah, out. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, this has been this has been Masters of Adam. Um, uh, this is a free one, so please subscribe to the Patreon. We have one. It's three dollars a month, and you get bonus episodes. Bonus. Bo- bonus. You get yeah. You get fortnightly episodes if you don't subscribe, but if you subscribe, you get weekly episodes. Yeah. So that's fun. The ne- next week's episode is going to be on the bonus feed. So maybe subscribe to that. That's $3 a month. If you pay five, five American dollars a month, a mere $5, that's like what, three quid? I don't know, something like that. You get monthly movie corner. You this do. month's monthly movie corner has got Andrew fucking Law from Buntavista. That's oh. not how he sounds. Hello, Andrew. Oh, it's got Andrew Law Hello. from Buntavista. Oh, had a lovely discussion and about the film and talking about. Entrapment. I tell you what, Andrew Law did not enjoy the film Entrapment. No, he did not. He certainly didn't. He did but he not. talked to us about it anyway. Because what? two solid hours. He's a really nice bloke. It's yes, the longest is. episode we've ever recorded. We love Andrew Law. We do. So tune in <laughs> to that. And we will see you in next week on the bonus or in two weeks on the free feed. Oh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.